you, Jesus. Hey, good morning, Destiny Church. Good morning, family. Good morning, loved ones. All right. Mm, we thank you, Jesus. Who's excited this morning? Come on. There you go. Amen. 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 Oh, our God is so good. Hey, do me a favor. Stand to your feet as we go into prayer and as we go into declaration and as we go to present ourselves to our Father in heaven on this Father's Day. Father God, we just thank you this morning. Oh, Father, when we had nothing, you gave us everything, God. Oh, you loved us and you cared for us when we were still sinners, God. When we were in death, God, when we were in the mud, Father, we were dirty. You didn't care. You came and hugged us and you loved on us, Father. I just thank you. You're such a good, good daddy. You're such a good, good daddy, Abba. We love you. We love you, Abba. We love you. We love you. We love you. Come on, church. Somebody say, we love you. Come on, somebody start to love on your daddy this morning. Come on, somebody love on your daddy this morning. Oh, we worship you, King of Kings. Oh, we worship you, King of Kings. Holy is your name. Worthy are you, God. You who sits on the throne. Holy, 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 holy. Come on. Come on, church. Join with the elders this morning. Join with the angels this morning. Holy, holy, holy is your name, God. Holy is your name, God. Oh, our Father who is in heaven, we bless your holy name. We love you, God. There is no one like you, Father. Oh, Father, you who have rescued us, God. You've rescued us, God. You've rescued us, God. Oh, you left the rest of the 99 for me, God. Oh, you left them for me and for them, God. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you this morning. You're so worthy to be praised. You're so worthy to say hallelujah and jump around and say holy. You're so worthy. You deserve it all, God. You're so good, Father. Father, we are here for one reason, God, one reason alone. We are here to bring you praise, God, to bring you honor, Father God, to bring our hearts to you, God. Father, we're asking you in the name of Jesus right now, Father, according to your word, that you would loose in this place, God. You would loose your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we invite you into this place. Come on, Holy Ghost, we invite you into this place. We invite you into our hearts. Come on, take first place in our hearts right now, God. Oh, we need you, Father. God, unless you show up, Father, this isn't worth it. We need you, God. We want you, God. Hmm, holy, 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 holy. Oh, Father, I want to see your face this morning. God, I want the glory. I want your glory to come down this morning. Holy, holy, holy. I serve a living God. Oh, I serve a living God. Come on, who, who serves a living God this morning? Come on. Holy, holy. Father, you are so worthy. And we ask you this morning to have your way. God, your word says whatever we loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. God, we loose healing right now in the name of Jesus. God, we, we loose divine appointments this morning, God divine revelation this morning we loose it in the name of jesus god 
in the name of Jesus, God. And we bind up, Father God, we bind up in the name of Jesus anything that is not of you in this place, God. It has to go at the name of Jesus, at the name of Jesus, at the name of our Messiah, the Lord Jesus. It has to go. Oh, we just worship you, God. We thank you, Father. You're such a good dad. You are, you are such a good father. And you know how to give good gifts to your children. And we love you, God. And we thank you, God. And we're here to worship you today. We're here to bless your holy name. We're here to join with heaven this morning. We're here to join with the elders this morning. We're here to join with the angels this morning. We're here to join with the beasts, God. Oh, holy, 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 holy. Holy are you, God. Holy God, we just love you. We thank you, Father, this morning for what you're going to do. God, we thank you in advance, Father God. We thank you in advance for the revelation and the healing, Father God, and the transformation of hearts and minds in this place, God. We thank you this morning already in advance. Thank you that your hand is here. Thank you that your presence is here. We love you, Father. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. We love you, God. Come on, come on, come on. Give it up in the house. Come on, we're ready. Are y'all ready this morning? Come on. Woo. Come on, he's here. <laughs> he's here this morning. Woo, come on. Mm. Oh. Woo, come on, holy. Come on. Come on, just feel him this morning. Sit right there. Feel him this morning. Come on, cry out to him right where you're at. Come on, this is for you. Come on, you and him right now. Cry out to him where you're at. Oh, holy. Oh, holy, we love you. We love you, we love you, we love you. You're so good. So good, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, we worship you this morning, holy. We worship you this morning. Mm, we worship you. Yes, Lord. <laughs> yes, Lord, come rest on this place. Come on, holy, rest right here. Oh, we love you. Come on. Ah, oh, just feel that. Mm, just feel that this morning. Woo. Come on. That's right. Mm, come on, holy. Ah. Oh. Come on, it's going to be a good morning. Come on, we serve an amazing God. We serve an amazing Father. Oh, and I welcome you all out this morning. If you've never been here, I'm DJ. Uh, I'm Me and my wife, Jules, we get the honor to pastor here at Destiny Church. And, and come on, we just love, we just love what the Father's doing in the house. Come on. Want to recognize some other people in the house, any pastors in the house. Come on, Brother Peter and his family. Come on, love you guys. Love you guys. Joe, I, I, Mr. Joe, I met you this morning. I, I, I love you, brother. Come on, welcome. Anybody else in the house that, uh, that I missed? But, man, we, we thank you all for showing up this morning. We're just expecting, expecting Father to move this morning. It's going to be good. Uh, it's going to be really good this morning. So I'm excited. Um, we're going to give out. Look, for all the people that are watching online, can we just tell them what they're missing this morning? Come on, we love you guys. <laughs> We love you, but uh, we love you, but you're missing it this morning. It's going to be good. So 
We just love that. And I want to take a moment. It is Father's Day. Uh, it is Father's Day. So if everybody could just have a seat real quick. I got about, you know, three hours to share. But no, I'm not. Uh, not really. I just uh, getting our exercise this morning. So trust me, when we get going this morning, there's a lot of space up here. So you don't have to stay in your seats. You, you can come on up and worship this morning as we get going. There's going to be space in the aisles, and, 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 and that's so important. So what I want to do, I want to invite the fathers in the room. Um, if you're a father, we're, we're going to hope we can do this. Uh, if you could stand up, please, if you're a father, go ahead and stand up. And, and All right, come on. Let's give it up for the fathers. Look, our, our stay standing. Stay standing. Our children's ministries. Uh, come on, our, our next generation, let them come in. They want to present you with a gift, so stay standing while our children ministry. Come on, Destiny Kids, come on. They're going to come in and hand you a gift. Once you get that, you can be seated, but come on, I'm excited. Come on, let's give it once again for all the fathers in the house. Man, and as, they're, as these kids are coming in, once you get your gift, go ahead and be seated. If you see... Kids, if you see somebody standing up, hand it out. If you see somebody standing up, go give them one. Tell them Happy Father's Day. Come on, tell them Happy Father's Day. Come on, if you see someone standing up, tell them Happy Father's Day. There you go. Come on. Yeah, if you see them standing up, come on. Anybody else? There you go. If you see them standing up. Anybody up here? Come on. Come on, we over here? No, no, no. Awesome, awesome. Well, while the kids are in here moving around, uh, I want to say some quick announcements. <laughs> Is that for me, man? Thank you, Pops. Thank you, Pops. Man, they always forget me. <laughs> come on, I love this family. I love this. Thank you, Children's Ministries. And the kids can come in if they want to stay in. They can go. I, I don't care. Um. Real quick, a couple quick announcements. Uh, we want to make sure everybody knows this evening, um, uh, Pastor Peter is going to be hosting the same team, Eddie and all his family, um, out of his property. So uh, that information should be on Facebook. Um, make sure we'll, we'll even post it on our site. So if you want to be part of that, uh, he's going to host everybody out of his property. So we'd love to come out and worship with them and uh, spend, do life with them again. They've been doing an amazing job out there on Friday nights. So uh, it's going to be it's going to be a powerful evening. So this is a full day of this, guys. If you love to worship, this is what it's all about. It's Father's Day and we're going to worship. <laughs> we're going to worship. We're going to worship him and we're going to give him everything we have this morning. Um, so real quick, I don't want to say too many announcements, but um, there is something big coming up that I want to get it out because we're running out of time. So if you're here, uh, Habitat for Humanity is coming into um, this area and what they're doing, yeah, it's great. Habitat for Humanity is great, but they're receiving applications. What that means is that if you are in need of a home, if, if, if you qualify for that, come talk to us if you're interested in that. Because they want to build a home for people, and they're taking on interviews and, and applications. Look, this is people just, man, helping people out and doing the love of the ministry through building a home. So if you're interested in that, you need more information on that, come see us. Get with Miss Rhonda. Uh, she's the church administrator. She'll get all that for you. But contact us because June 30th is the interview. So you don't have a lot of time. 
So June 30th, and it's some paperwork, there's some qualifications, but man, what a blessing that could be um, for somebody in need. And then, then we'll obviously be able to team up and help build that house, but, uh, but we definitely want to get that out there, that somebody in need, I just believe that, that, that they can be blessed this morning, so receive that. Um, but other than that, man, I'm just excited. I'm just excited, and uh, I don't even want to say much more. Um, I really don't. I love y'all, and I say a lot every weekend. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn, turn that over this morning because I really want to get to worship. And, and man, I just want to give, um, if, you know, I'd love to get everybody to stand to their feet as we welcome up my brother, uh, Brother Eddie James. Come on up, man. Let's give him a destiny welcome. How many Jesus lovers are in the house this morning? Amen. Amen. To all the men of God that are fathers, we wish you a great happy Father's Day today. We appreciate you more than you know. Amen. We're so grateful for men of God who are fathering a generation. All right, listen, take your seat for just a second. Sorry, we're not trying to be Catholic today, up and down, up and down. (laughs) Amen. Pastor Peter, we love you, man. Can't wait to be with you at your house. I'm loving that. I just hope we got some good breakfast food when we get over there. I'm just kidding. Now, last time I went over there, man, they threw it down. Whew, like I need to have something thrown down right now, right? Now. Man, I love him. I love him. I love him. Love, love that man of God. Um, God's been so good. I am especially blessed today because I have my Dream Life family with me today. Amen. Pastor Shannon and his wife, Tammy, and all of the guys, and you'll be hearing more from them. Uh, that is the heartbeat behind what I do. And uh, we have a passion to not only share the gospel of Jesus Christ through worship and the arts, but along with that, we have a ministry called Dream Life, where high school and college age youth come to us out of drug addiction and street life and gangs and violence. And, and I just believe that this generation is worth fighting for. If you believe that, shout yes, yes, yes. And so I'm just grateful that they're with us. They don't normally travel with us, but because it's Father's Day, I, I just uh, twisted their arm to say, you got to come spend it with me. So, <laughs> so I'm glad that they are here. And I want to start this moment out with this dance presentation that is called Mighty Glorious Jesus. How many of you believe that Jesus is mighty and he is glorious? Come on, do you believe that this morning? Psalms 150 says, praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with the string instruments and organs. Praise him with the loud cymbals. Praise him with the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath. Come on, let everything that has breath, let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord. Come on, Destiny Church, lift up your voice, magnify the name of Jesus. He is worthy, he is mighty, he is glorious, he is Jesus.
just want you. I just want you. Nothing else. Nothing else. Nothing else will do. I just want you. Nothing else. Nothing else. Nothing else will do. And I just want you. Nothing else. Nothing else. Nothing else will do. And I just want you. Nothing else. Nothing else. Nothing else will do. A miracle can happen now for the Spirit of the Lord is here. is all around that the spirit of the Lord is here come on the miracle for your heart is in this room a miracle can happen now stand to your feet if you believe that the spirit of the Lord is here yes he the evidence is all around for the spirit of the Lord is here Amen All 
For the God I serve knows only how to triumph. Oh, my God will never fail. Oh, my God will never fail. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory for the
Come on, don't stop. There's one more shout out of your belly that needs to be released. Come on, there's one more shout. Hallelujah! Jesus! Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Jesus, for victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're going to do one more, one more song of worship. And I have had the privilege since around, well, actually from the very beginning of the year, we've been in this revival kind of journey. Our camp in, Alabama, uh, in Tennessee, rather, just had a month of just Holy Ghost move, moving in our midst. A revival just, it was just so crazy. And then we connected with Sean Foyt and we're seeing together moves of God across America. And I, don't, I am so moved by this because I don't just believe revival is coming. I believe revival is here. I believe that. And I believe that we can either kind of look from the outside or we can jump in and be a part of what God is doing. How many of y'all want to be right in the center of what God is doing? Right in the middle of what God is doing. So I encourage you to not pay a lot of attention to the news media and not listening to all the negative. Start finding out where is God moving? What is he doing? How can I tap into the flow of the Holy Spirit? I want to see Prattville and Millbrook turned upside down for Jesus Christ. Come on. I want to see this area ablaze with the fire of God. And so it's because of that I can hear the sound of dry bones rattling. Oh, come on. I hear the sound. I hear the sound of dry bones. There's a praise in this house that when you release it, it causes dead things to come alive. Anybody believe that there's resurrection power in your praise? Or does anybody believe that when you shout, Jericho walls fall, and when you open your mouth, prison doors come open and shackles are loose? It's not just energy. It's not just charismatic Pentecostal energy. There's power in your praise. There's breakthrough in your worship. Something shifts when you open your mouth. Dead things come alive when you praise. There's resurrection power when you call on the name of Jesus. I need about 60 people in this room to clap your hands and open up your mouth and use your praise as a weapon against the enemy. I hear the sound of dry bones rattling. Oh, Jesus. Come on, clap those hands. Since when has impossible ever stopped you? Come on. Friday's disappointment. It's Sunday's empty too. Since when has impossible ever stopped you? is the sound of the dry bones rattling yeah this is a praise make a dead man walk again oh i 
So right now, I think we need to lift up a sound in this in this room right now. Come on, lift up a shout. Lift up your voice. Devil, you have no way in this place. Satan, you have no way in this place. Oh, oh, I hear the sound. I hear the sound. Come on. Oh, I hear the sound. I hear the sound. Oh, I hear the sound. I hear the sound. Oh, I hear the sound. I hear the sound. Push your 
Put your hands together and praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, I want you to go to the book of Joshua chapter 24. I'm going to be extremely brief because I want Pastor Samuel. Pastor Samuel. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? I think I'm prophesying. Pastor Shannon and his son Samuel to share their story and uh, begin to minister to you today. But I want to share just a brief word out of the book of Joshua, chapter 24. start with verse 14 and we'll do 14 and 15 I'm going to read out of the KJV can you change that NIV to KJV can we convert it bring some deliverance to this thing I'm just kidding just kidding. I read all kinds of versions, but I love the way this renders this particular passage. So we're going to read Joshua 24, 14 and 15. guess he doesn't have a KJV version of this. Ah, oh, it's all good. I'm going to jump in it, okay? We're going to go for it. Oh, look, he got saved. Look at that. God delivered. <laughs> there we go. All right, thank you so much for that. Now, therefore, feel the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt. 
and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we <laughs> will serve the Lord. I want somebody to look at your neighbor this morning and say, hey, neighbor, I'll get some Holy Ghost in your voice now. Get some Holy Ghost in your voice. I don't need you to be nice this morning. I need you to have some, some firmness about this. Okay? Look at your neighbor and say, hey, neighbor, it's good to see you today. I don't know who you're going to serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. <laughs> Come on, give God praise. I want to jump right into this word, and I'm going to turn over to Pastor Shannon. There is an all-out attack, I believe, on the nuclear family. Everything that can be done to only make apparent, if anything, just a financial support for the doctrines of secular society, then that's what you'll be. I don't want you to teach them biblical truth. Just fund where they live while the world raises your children. You pay the bills, they'll tell them how to live. They'll tell them what a him and a her is. They'll tell them what marriage is. They'll tell them who you should like and who you shouldn't like. They'll tell them what is okay morally and what is not okay morally. And if you jump in it with biblical truth, you can be tried for doing so. You think this is the first time this has ever happened? Joshua in his day faced similar issues where the gods around them were trying to penetrate the people of God. What are you going to serve? Who are you going to serve? Whose ways will you embrace? What belief system will you Will you, uh, will you walk in and will you hold to your heart? Paul said to Timothy, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, which is what we believe, for reproof, for correction, which means it shapes our lifestyle, shapes the way we talk, shapes the way we live, okay? Reproof, correction, and instruction in righteousness. CNN does not shape my values. 
MSNBC don't have the right to tell me how I'm to live my life. Fox News, do not speak to me on how to raise my family. The teachers at your school do not have biblical right to train your children. All right. I'm not going to sell many CDs today. I'm not going to get many T-shirts sold today. But I believe that there is a drawing of a line in the sand today. Because if we believe the word, and we believe his word is a lamp unto our feet, his word is a light unto our path. His word is what we hide. His word is what we hide in our heart that we might not sin against him. If we believe that the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints of the marrow, and is a discerner of thought and intents of the heart. If we believe that man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. If we believe that, then anything contrary to what that book says. is an attack on the enemy to get you to serve a different God. And if you think it's just about coming in here and lifting your hands and shouting and crying and dancing while embracing a different belief system out there, it doesn't work that way. Feel the Lord and worship him in sincerity and in truth. John, in the book of John, chapter 4, Jesus is talking to the woman at the well. And he begins to talk to her about worship. He said, but the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For he seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must do what? Worship him how? In and in truth. In spirit and in truth at first has nothing to do with a song. It has nothing to do with a corporate gathering. It has nothing to do with screens and instruments. It has nothing to do with three-part harmony. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It has nothing to do with a genre or a style of music. It has to do with an inward fascination, an inward commitment, okay, in spirit. In other words, in my inner man, I am in awe of God. I fear God. I am blown away by God. He fascinates me. Everything in my inner man wants to please him. Before there's any outward expression, there is an inward commitment. There is an inward givenness. There's an inward awe of God in spirit. And then in truth actually means in faithfulness, in lifestyle, in the things I say, in the things I do. That is why in the Torah, the worship book is Leviticus. The reason why they call that the worship book is because it deals with lifestyle. It deals with choices, not just sacrifices at the temple or at the tent of meeting, but it deals with how we treat our neighbor. It deals with what we hold as morals. It deals with what we do in truth. Are y'all hear what I'm saying? That God says your worship is how you conduct your life every day. I want your life to be a song unto me. You can be loving and do this. You don't have to be hateful and do this. You can be loving and do this. But I refuse to be a man of God and not tell the people of God. Do not let outside sources 
dictate how you serve God. getting crazy in America. <laughs> Stuff is getting weird now. And what's hurting my heart is that many of us as Christians is falling for it. We're afraid of being canceled. We're afraid of people being t talking about us. We're afraid of what they're going to say. When I stand before heaven, and I have to give an account to God for the deeds done in this body. I can't tell you the reason why I didn't stand for righteousness is because I feared being canceled. I'd rather be canceled here than canceled up there. I might not be invited back to destiny. I don't know. Y'all might not believe this stuff, but I still believe that Jesus is coming again. I still believe that the books will be open. I still believe that we have to give an account for the deeds done in this body. I still believe in heaven, and yes, I still believe in hell. And I don't know about you, but I want to be ready when he comes. Somebody shout, it's still the truth. So Joshua said, if you think it's evil that I make a stand to serve the Lord, then you choose. Choose. Don't be Jesus in here and then something else out there. Quit making Christianity look bad. Paul said to some people that the name of Jesus is stained because of you. And you come here and you lift up hands that ain't holy and you go out there and do all kinds of Stuff in the quit messing up Jesus. Quit messing up his name. Quit messing up. Choose. If you think it's evil that I stand on the word, then you choose. Choose which one you're going to serve. Whether you're going to be the gods of this age, the gods of this world, the gods that all the media is trying to get you to bend to, that or you're going to serve the Lord of this Bible. You choose. But Joshua made without no uh no uncertain terms. He said, but ask for me. And this is where I get the fathers. This is where I need men of God to stand up. Men of God to stand up. There was a, there was a time that David was in Ziklag, and uh, I think it was the Amalekites came and took his children, their children and their wives, and uh, burned up their homes and everything. And the men began to weep at the loss of their children the loss of their house, their children, their wives and children were taken by the Amalekites and they begin to weep. Where are the weeping men for their children? Where are the weeping men that you can see society, you can see culture, you can see that these cartoons are trying to take your kids? Where, where are the weeping ones? I'm not talking about mom and them. I'm talking about daddy and them. Where are the weeping dads? Because mom and them, they'll, they'll open up their mouth at some point. He ain't going to mess with my child. I praise God for mamas. Come on, somebody praise God for mamas. I know it's Father's Day, but I praise God for Holy Ghost mamas. I'm here because of a Holy Ghost mama, mama bear that didn't play. She took an on and on and on at everything you could see. I love that. 
But there's something about weeping fathers. I had to take a video and post. I don't know who that brother was. He got his daughter walking up and down, about yanked her arm off, but was walking up and down with his daughter. And they were just praying up in here and walking back and forth. And I was so moved by that. I had to post that because that to me is a father that's not just doing child support. There he is. I love you for that, man of God. What a great example. What a great example. Fathers were so broken that they went and took back their families, took back their wives, and took back their children, and killed everything that tried to snatch them. What if every Holy Ghost father in America rose up and did the same thing? What would happen to Hollywood when daddies rose up and said, okay, enough is enough. You ain't going to put that cartoon in my, in my house. You're not going to teach that at my school. My kids ain't going to a school hearing that. Cut that now. I'm not going to be scared of you trying to counsel me. This is my child. You're not going to teach my child that this lifestyle is okay. Am I by myself in this? Are there some men? Okay. How many daddies want your sons to be men? How many women want your daughters to be women? Okay. I don't know. I'm going frustrate some people, but I, believe, I don't believe God makes mistakes. I believe that whatever you put in the chromosome is what he intended. Do we understand what the scripture says? Psalm 100 says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all you lands, show the Lord with gladness, come before his presence with singing, know you that the Lord, he is God, it is he that has made us and not we ourselves. It is he that hath made us and not we are, it is he that made us, not we ourselves. It is he that hath made us. I'm not going to let your stupid scientists tell me what God made a mistake in doing. You didn't make me. God made me. He put that in the chromosome for a reason. He didn't make a mistake. My DNA is not a mistake. Some of y'all nodding your head like, okay, Brother James, get, get on with it. Get on with it. Do you not know that there's an all-out war to kill these right here? There's an all-out war to destroy them. And I'm talking to dads today to be dads that are passionately pursuing what is right for their, ask for me and my house. Ask for me. I'm not going to back up off this. Joshua faced everybody and said, try it. You ain't going to take my house. You ain't messing with my house. I'll love them through it if they have confusion in their identity. I'll love them through it. If there's challenges there, I'll love them through it. But I'm not going to let you tell me what's right and wrong. I'm not going to let you determine morality for me. I'm not going to let you tell me what the Bible disagrees with. and make me. I'm not going to let wrong be right and right be wrong. Uh, you might not expect it this this morning. This might not what you were hoping for today. But, beloveds, I have the privilege of rescuing high school and college-age youth. And there's a man of God who has given his life to work with me in doing so. And so much of our children today don't have direction. So media is training and teaching them everything. 
And I don't know about you, but I believe that there needs to be a holy uprising with dads like those in Ziklag when their kids were taken and their wives were taken, that I'm going to go and take back what the enemy has stolen from us. That there is a holy resolve as for me and my house. We will serve the Lord. Every man that would make that declaration with me, stand on your feet and give God a praise. Every man that would make that declaration. Come on, men. Come on, men. Come on, men. Give me some praising men. Some praying men. Some, I'm going after God for my house, men. Come on. I'll pray over my children, men. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, Pastor Shannon and When you hear this story, you're going to see how powerful that really is. I love this story. Amen. Praise God, everybody. It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight, today. Amen. We're going to try to get through this story. This is um, probably in the 49 years of my life, this is probably the most important Father's Day I've ever had in my life. Um, more, most memorable story that I've Father's Day I could ever remember. But just listen to the story, and I pray that God would just bless you through it. Okay, so um, my name is Samuel. I'm 21 years old. I was born and raised in Rockingham, North Carolina, and this is my father. And um, so growing up, my father was assistant pastor. He raised me in church. I was raised in a Christian school, you know. So all I, all I knew growing up really was God, was Jesus, you know going to youth camps, and I just lived a Christian life, and um, confusion started to come into my life at a very young age, really around the age of 12. Um, my sister began to wild out, and she got caught trafficking methamphetamine, and she pulled seven years in prison, and so I was super confused, and I had a lot of questions because I was so young, and I was just never exposed to that lifestyle. So I, I didn't really know what to think or what was going on. I was just confused. And then skip to the age 13, we go to church one Sunday morning, and the youth pastor of our church that taught me mimes and skits and dances and songs and scripture growing up as a child stood up and told everyone that her and my father was having an affair. So then more confusion came in, and I'll let you. You know, I, December 13th of 1997, God saved me. I got involved in church. It become, just God began to move, just moving and moving in my life, and I became the associate pastor of my church. I was the worship pastor. And I got into church, and church just got to be where it was just work for me. I had lost my relationship with Jesus. I started you know, just slipping away little by little. And I remember back years ago, there was a song by Casting Crowns called Slow Fade. It wasn't that I woke up one day and said, I'm going to have an affair on my wife. It was a slow fade. Things began to happen. I began to compromise. I began to, to, to you know, maybe watch something on TV that I, I shouldn't watch or begin to maybe slip and drink a beer or do different things in the privacy of my home, just compromising little by little until it got to the point to where when I come to church, there was no relationship between me and Christ. 
there was none. I have lost it. It was just coming to church just to, it's Sunday morning. Sunday morning was a job. Sunday morning was a work. But the relationship part wasn't there between me and Jesus. And what happened was when I began to slip away, I, I wound up falling into that temptation. When I fell into that temptation and I began to sin, you know, sin will take you further than you want to go. It'll keep you longer than you want to stay, and it'll cost you more than you want to pay. And I began to, to dabble into sin and begin to get there. And, and as she stood up and she said this, and it just began to, to rip my family apart. Everything that God had built for those 13 years was, was being ripped apart. And I looked around one day, and, and, and I'm sitting there, and I'm seeing everybody around me hurt. And, you know, just like Peter, when Peter denied Jesus those three times, when Jesus come back to find him, where was he at? He was out on the boat fishing where he found him to start off with. So the life that I lived before I found Christ, I went right back to it. I began to sell drugs, to, you know, begin to use drugs and all of these things. And so, but this time it was different. This time I had a family and it affected everybody around me. And so, skip to age 15. At my birthday party one night is where I found out my father was selling drugs and he brought me in his vehicle and that's when he told me that he was selling drugs and so I end up dropping out of high school and I begin helping my father sell drugs you know I was blind we had all this money and nice clothes and vehicles and I could do whatever I wanted whenever I wanted and I thought that was the, I thought that was life and because, you know, we got hurt by the church. We was bashed. We was abandoned. We was, we was rejected. We wasn't loved on or helped through it. So I turned my back on God. So whenever um, they and he took me out of uh, private school and put me into public school, whenever he put me into public school, I got exposed to a whole lot more, you know, pornography, um, drugs, alcohol, cussing. I got exposed to the world. So by this time when he introduced to me drugs I was like heck yeah you know I was excited about it I was genuinely excited about helping my dad sell drugs so I started helping my father sell drugs drop out of school and you know I'm partying every night I'm drinking every night I'm smoking weed every night I fall into sexual sin and it was just getting darker and darker and darker and darker then my mom and dad finally split up and it was just like I got to this place where everything, I was just looking around. It was just like my whole life was being torn apart. My sister's in prison. My mother's gone. Me and my dad selling drugs, and I was so depressed and so much hurt and pain on the inside. I didn't know what to do. So I began to numb that pain and try to cover up that pain with drugs. And I started using cocaine behind my father's back. And I didn't even know it, but, I mean, he was using cocaine, too. So whenever he found out that I was using cocaine, we went to his room one night, and he was like, look, let's do a line together. It'll be the last line of cocaine that we ever do. So me and my father, for the first time, so whenever I was 15, we snorted cocaine together. And that led to two years straight addiction. Every day, every night, I would fuss, cuss, pull guns on him knives just go crazy if I didn't have it so I would make him go get it like and tell him like look if you don't go get this I'll kill you like I was at that place in darkness like I was losing my mind and 
so we're doing this drug every night and there was this one period where I was up for seven days straight high off of cocaine and no sleep and one of my so-called best friends gave me this drug called Xanax and told me look take this it'll help you go to sleep and I take this drug and I begin to get these dark thoughts and at four o'clock one morning he was asleep I went in his bedroom I took his pistol out the safe I took his truck keys off of the nightstand and one me and one of my best friends drove through the neighborhood and went down the road and I shot up a family's house while he videoed it that led to me getting in a bunch of trouble um, it's too young to go to jail. They put me in a psych ward to get help. And as I go to this psych ward to get help, my psychiatrist begins telling me that I'm not normal. I'm not fit for society. There's no hope for me. You have no future. You have no purpose. This is who you are. This is going to be your life forever. I'm a child. I'm 15 years old. So I'm believing what this grown woman is telling me. And... And so whenever I leave the psych ward, now my identity is I'm a drug addict. I'm not normal. I'm not fit for society. I have no purpose. There's no hope for me. This is who I am. So why change? So I dove deeper into addiction, deeper into darkness, more depressed, suicidal. Couldn't go in public because I was so ashamed of who I, who I was. And, you know, I'm get, I got addicted to pain pills. I put away cocaine and picked up pain pills. And that's when I really hit rock bottom. That's when I really hit rock bottom. And I just got to this place in my life, in my, in my journey through addiction. I got to this place where I was so desperate for change. I didn't want to live the way I was living no more. You know, I began to try to give God a try, even though I really didn't believe in him like that. I just knew, I knew there was like nothing else. I didn't know what to do. So I'm like, okay, God, I'm going to give you a try. And I began to play worship music. I'd literally be playing worship music in the living room, smoking weed, getting drunk, listening to worship music. Like, <laughs> crazy. Anyways, and I would get beside my bed at night, and I just began to, have conversation with God and I'm like look God if you're real if you're if you're real I need you I can't continue to live like this if you're real God I know this isn't who you've created to created me to be I know this isn't my purpose in life I know this this can't be what you've called me to do in life this can't be it God, if you're real, I want my life back. I want my family back. I want my sister back. I want my mother back. I want joy back. I want peace back. I can't continue to go like this. God, I need you. And I'm praying this prayer every night, no matter how high I was, no matter how drunk I was, no matter what circumstance I was in, I'm just asking God, God, I, please, I need you. I need you. I need you. And I'm praying this prayer every night. And I wake up one morning and I walk into the living room and God began to work in with Samuel. And I looked around and fathers, I want to tell you, be careful where you go because the little feet behind you is sure to follow. And, you know, this time when I was, you know, in my life and I began to use drugs and everything and I looked around and Samuel stuck beside his dad. He's there with me and I took him down this dark, dark path. 
And as I began to, to just stop, and I had served the Lord for so long, and my family, all they knew was Jesus. We was very well known in our community. You know, I was in one of the largest churches in the, in the county. Um, I played sports there. Everybody knew me, but everybody had seen me fall. You know, we were selling drugs. We had all this money. We had all these things. But all of a sudden, we became, we was using our product. And next thing you know, here we was, rock bottom. And I stopped and I looked around. And as he would play that worship music, I was sitting there. He'd be on one end of the house. I'd be on the other. And I'd hear him playing. And I'd be sitting right there just weeping, weeping, weeping. God, how do we get here? And I looked around and I said, God, how do we get here? How did I get here? What I, it's just like I was an outer body experience. I looked around. We had this great life. And then all of a sudden I seen where sin had took us, where sin had took me, and it took my whole family. And I came to a point in life the pain was so bad. It was hurting so bad. I looked around. My wife is gone. My daughter's in prison. My son's a, an addict. He weighs 120 pounds, and I'm scared that he's even going to he's going to OD and die. And and so I looked around. The church was gone. I hurt the church. I hurt my mom. I hurt my dad. Everybody around me, I had had hurt everybody. And I said, you know, this would be better, and everybody'd be better off if I was just dead. You know, they'll get over me. It might hurt for a little while, but then they'll, they'll get over it, and Samuel's life will be better. He won't have this dad that took him down this dark road. He won't be embarrassed any longer. And so I got to a point to where I was suicidal, and I done made my plan. And I had made my plan that at 6.30 this mo- that morning that, that my dad was going to find me, and, and Samuel was in bed, and so that way he wouldn't find me. So I had it all planned out, wrote all my letters and did everything that I was going to do to end my life and I was at peace with it the enemy had me at the point that where I was at peace with ending my life and so that morning I began to write all the letters and, and got them all written and I began to write my wife one and just to tell her please forgive me for what I've done to our family please forgive me for the pain that I've caused you the embarrassment please forgive me for what I've done to Samuel and how I've destroyed his life he didn't choose this I took him down this road and as I began to, to write her letter, it was getting closer to the time that me and my dad was going to meet that morning, that he was going to find me. I was running out of time, so I started writing hers in a text. And so I put it in the text, and I hit send. It was 530 in the morning. When I hit send, immediately I got a response. And I thought for sure she would be in bed, but she had got up and went to the bathroom that morning. Got to woke her up, and when she seen it, she texted back, are you Okay. And the text that I sent was sent back to her. The reply was, I will be. So she immediately called. And when she called, the words that came forth out of my mouth was, please forgive me. I love you. I miss my family. And I want my family back. And it was two and a half years in between that. She began to, to weep on the, other, on the other end of the line. And she said, God's been dealing with me for a couple weeks. And I miss you and I love you too. And she came home that morning after two and a half years. Praise God. But the problem was God began to work and restore. But the problem is she come home that morning and I, I, I confessed everything. I fell on her knees, fell on my knees and asked her to forgive me. But the main thing was I asked Jesus to forgive me. But the problem was I still had Samuel, that was still addicted. I still had him. Jenna was still in prison. And I still had him that was, you know, if anybody knows about addictions, he just couldn't, he didn't just quit. So and he was angry. He was hurt. He was in a dark, dark place. And so as I began to try to live right, and, and, and that morning as he walked in the bedroom, 
I mean, walked into the living room there, me and his mama was. And he just, you know, his first response was, you better not hurt my mama again. And that was it. But he was addicted. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm super emotional right now. But, um. So whenever I walked into the living room that morning and I see my mother sitting there that was the first time I seen my mother in a long time and whenever I was going down that road of addiction and what I was doing in my life. I'd ignore my mother and I wouldn't go see her. I didn't want anything to do with her, but it was because I knew she was dealing with enough pain and hurt due to what my dad did. So I didn't want her to know that her son that once was singing on the worship team as a child was raised in church was now a drug addict depressed suicidal broken lost so whenever I seen her and my dad began you know to weep and tell me look son I'm sorry you know that it wasn't me it was the devil trying to destroy my family and when he told me, I'm not going to let it happen. I'm giving my life back to Jesus. And me and your mother's getting back together. God just revealed himself to me in that situation. And was like, look, I'm real. At the, at the lowest place in your life. At the lowest place in your life. The darkest place in your life. When you couldn't find hope peace or you didn't think anything was going right I heard you son I heard you and so I began to try to quit drugs and like you said every time I try to quit I'd be so sick I'd run back to it and I found myself getting back in that place of depression and feeling like there was no hope. It was like I couldn't get away from it. But then my sister gets out of prison. <coughs> and my mother and father begin to <coughs> beg me and her to go to this church service. And at first I told my, my family no. Because I was still dealing with so much church hurt. And I... I've never, like, received love from the church, so I didn't want to be nothing like the people there. So I didn't want to go. And he begins to beg me, and he's like, look, son, I'll do whatever it takes just to give it a chance, just give it a try. I'll buy you a new pair of Jordans. 
It's like, look, I'll buy you a new pair of Jordans. I was like, heck yeah. You know, I was happy. Um, and, and so I ran upstairs and I snorted a pain pill, smoked a joint, and was high as heck in the car on the way to this church service, ready to get my Jordans. All I was worried about. And we get there and Eddie... And the team so happened to be there. And I'm sitting on the back pew, high out of my mind, not focused, not concentrated, could barely hold my head up. They begin to sing this song, and in the song it says, I've seen you move, you moved the mountains. I believe I'll see you do it again. You made a way when there was no way. I believe I'll see you do it again. And as I'm sitting on that back pew, high out of my mind, Jesus came back there and he met me and I had an encounter with God that felt better than any drug that I ever did any bottle of alcohol that I ever drank any joint any blunt that I ever smoked and I opened my eyes when I opened my eyes I seen my mother my father my sister all at the altar with their hands lifted I just heard God tell me, son, I did it for your mom. I did it for your dad. I'm doing it for your sister. <laughs> it's time for you. Son, it's your time. So I got up and I ran down to that altar and I got down to the altar. And Eddie had the team to come pray for me. And as they began to pray for me, they was just calling out every single thing that I carried to that altar. Rejection, abandonment suicidal thoughts, perversion, addiction, everything. And it was just God just more and more revealing himself to me. And that night I gave my life to Jesus. And and after that night, I didn't have one single withdrawal. God had a miracle in my life. It was like I never did a drug in my life. I woke up the next day like I never did a drug in my life. But after the service, Eddie was at the product table. And as soon as he seen me, he just hugged me. He said, look, I don't know your name. I don't know how old you are, but God's telling me you're called to change this world to make an impact on your generation not knowing what I went through and I left with him a week later and now I've been with him for two and a half years um, two and a half years traveling the world sharing my testimony to give others hope you know stir up their faith that if God can do it for me he could do it for them. <clears throat> Leading worship. And the most beautiful thing to me, the most meaningful thing about my testimony is all the lives, the souls, Amen. the salvations that's been attached to me saying yes and being obedient to God's calling on my life. About me saying yes, I've seen drugs thrown on the altar 
I've seen people who shot up heroin walk in this service and leave with us that day. I share my testimony. They come high and they leave with us. Share my testimony. Drugs on the altar. My best friend that shot up the house with me is now Eddie's personal assistant. He's got a he's got an insane testimony as well. My father is now head and leading and directing the recovery program, Dream Life. Um no, Mama, Mama. I got my mother here, Sissy. Sissy. I got my sister here. Total house restoration. Total house restoration. You can't tell me God ain't real. You can't tell me he won't step in your situation and turn it around for good. You can't tell me. Total house restoration. I'm going to give the mic to you before I start preaching. You know, fathers, if I could tell you anything. Sin's not worth it. Compromise is not worth it. But I'm going to tell you something. My God's real. We, was, we served the Lord, and then we went two and a half years. We was in the darkest place that you could imagine. I looked around, and I seen my son about dead. My daughter locked up. My wife, I hadn't seen her in two and a half years. So when we did, we was fussing, split up. And in one instant, one cry to Jesus and us saying yes, and here we are today. So praise God for that. And I want to thank God. I couldn't ask for a better Father's Day than this right here. To see, to see my family together. And I want to thank God for Eddie James and Dream Life and EJM and what they do. Amen. Let's say one more thing. And this is uh, our first Father's Day without my grandfather, my dad's dad. Um, he was bound by religion. And because he wasn't with his first wife, he thought he couldn't get to heaven. So... He was a big-time drug dealer his whole life. Him and my grandmother was divorced for 40 years. He thought he wasn't even allowed in church. And he gave God a chance one night. He came to us to a service that we had in Kinston, North Carolina. And that was the first time my grandfather ever seen me have anything to do with Jesus. Anything. You know, he was used to crazy Samuel. And um, he came, he gave God a chance. And that life, that night, my grandfather gave his life to Jesus. And God restored his life that night. And God restored him and my grandmother's marriage after being divorced for 40 years. And he, he went to heaven January of this year. But before 
he passed away, God, res God even restored him. It's, just, it's insane. I wanted to Praise God. But again, just pray for us. And I want to tell you something. If you're battling anything and you're going through anything, give it to Jesus. Amen. Because he's the answer. And if you think there's no hope, there's hope right here. I know what God can do. Amen. not a whole lot you can say after that. So many messages throughout this story. We're getting ready to pray for people right now. moment he said as for me in my house come on that's when things begin to change and now the whole house is serving the Lord man the whole house they have a revival in our dream life I'm telling you it's been crazy I'm so proud of them um you're in this room tonight or this morning and you need freedom in any area. God is speaking to you through this story and through the word today. You need to get right with God. You need to give some things to God. I don't want to waste any more time. Not that any time has been wasted, but I don't want to delay the time any further. You need to get on this altar and let God work on your heart. Come now. Come now. Come now. You need to believe God for your house. Come now. You believe in God for children to be saved. Come now. Believe in God for deliverance from addiction of any kind. Come now. Believe in God for God to heal you of brokenness. Come now. This is a moment to receive of Jesus. You're looking at a living example of what God can do in someone's life. Come on. Come on. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was born with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's Arms are open wide. Forgiveness was born with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, what a Savior! Isn't He one? Sing hallelujah, Christ is risen, bow down before him, 
church that know what it means to pray with people I want to activate you now we need everybody that can to come and begin to minister to those who've come to this altar today God wants to heal God wants to mend hearts God wants to restore God wants to liberate people today I want you to come I want you to come come and believe God come believe God for God's people
Oh, 
Y'all come stand with me. All of EJM and Dream Life, y'all come stand. Come on in. I know it's a little, little, little rough. Gather and get close. Get close. It's wonderful. <laughs> this is wonderful. just blesses my heart, you know, just, oh, this is beautiful. How many of you believe with me that this generation is worth fighting for? Come on. <laughs> oh. oh, my. I want to encourage you this morning to fight the good fight of faith with us through your financial support. There are three ways you can do that. One, in a moment, pastor's going to come and we're going to have a time of celebration and giving. We're going to be believe God for a very substantial offering today. We've, as, a, as many of you may know this, but man, because of all that's happened in our nation, drugs has spiked and the suicide has spiked and alcoholism and, and um, we... we are expanding and we're sending people as many places we can send them if we can't house them it's just a crazy season but I want to fight for them and I want to see more young people released from these addictions and walking in their purpose amen and so I want you to consider giving big we need some donors today we need some people to say we're going to resource this team you know and uh, bless them financially in abundance. And so if you can do that, let the Lord use you to do that. Our base is in Athens, Tennessee. And uh, there we have a beautiful place there that Pastor Shannon and Tammy, they lead that place over there. And, uh, it's just gorgeous. And they're literally having revival all the time. They send me videos and pictures. And also, we have a thrift store that's really cool. So you may 
want to donate some of your furniture, some of your old clothes, or old TVs and stuff, they sell them like crazy. So people love our place. And what I love about it, though, is it's more than a store. It's like a revival center. People are getting healed and saved. They share their testimonies all day long, and they just people just crying all day. They come to buy a lamp, and they leave lit up. <laughs> yeah. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. But uh, if you can uh, give an offer today, that would be great. The second way we want to encourage you to support is through being a monthly contributor, monthly sponsor. $10 a month, $20 a month, $50 a month, a billion dollars a month would be amazing. Amen. You set aside something every month that would uh, go towards our Dream Life program. And if you would like to do that in a moment, uh, we're going to give you, we like to put a monthly sponsorship envelope in your hand. This is not for the offering. This is for monthly sponsorship, okay? I want you to want to give you this envelope. You fill that out, and you can bring it to Pastor Tammy, Pastor Shannon and Tammy at the table. Dream Life will be there. Samuel will be there. You can get to greet them and meet them and connect with them, and they'll gather all of the sponsorship uh, envelopes. We'll get them to our office and our people. We'll be in contact with you to welcome you to our family of sponsors. Amen. So everyone that would say, Brother James, we believe in this. We love seeing young people like this find hope and life in Christ. And you want to help resource that. If you would like to do that on a monthly basis, would you lift your hand and our guys will serve you with an envelope now. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. This is beautiful. Keep your hands lifted. Amen. If you would like to get one. Thank you so much. Fill that out and, and then bring that to Yep, Hannah right behind you. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much. Can we give our sponsors a God bless you? Amen. And the third way you can support is get some Eddie James merch. Eddie James merch. Get some Eddie James merch. Eddie James merch. And one of the first things I want to talk about is our prayer bracelets. If I say prayer bracelets, these bracelets are only a dollar, but we encourage everyone to get one. Uh, they have sayings like breakthrough and save, redeem, deliver, set free. Uh, Jesus, Alpha, Omega, beginning and the end. Overcomer, Abba, Father, loves me, and one with our logo on it. The reason why I encourage you to do that is because sometimes these, these uh, guys go into very dark places they're going to drug-infested areas and rescue people and pull them out. I mean, going into harm's way, they've done it. They've gone into some pretty uh, rough places and pulled people out to rescue them. And we believe in a prayer covering. Come on, somebody say amen. The effectual, fervent prayers of the righteous availeth much. So I've got six bracelets I want to give away. And um, I want to give away to somebody who will say, give me a bracelet, I will pray. Now, they're only a dollar. So if you don't have a dollar, come by the table and still get one. The only thing I ask is that you would pray. Okay. Who can I give six of these away to now? Who, who won't? Give me six people. All right. Come on. Come on. Okay. Will you pray? You got to pray, though. You got to pray, though. You got to pray. Oh. There we go. All right. The second thing is Eddie James has a book. I got a book, y'all. Pastor Peter, I got a book, man. <laughs> All 
I got a book. Okay, so it's the first of many. I got other books coming out soon. But this is called In Pursuit of God. It's a daily devotional. Scriptures I've taught over the last 20 years to young people on how to sustain their walk with the Lord. Man, I bless you with this book. Amen. 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 Awesome. And then I've got these CDs for people who actually still have a CD player. I know they're coming obsolete, but for those who may still have one, the latest CD we have is called Jesus. Everybody shout Jesus. And then we also have the Jesus Bundle. It's six CDs for $40. One CD for 15 you get two for 20 But you get all six of these for $40. Who has a CD player that I can bless with? You have a CD player? Really? You have a CD player? You really have a CD player? Just move my heart. You can have whatever you want, man. Come here, buddy. I'm going to give you these three CDs for that. All right, I'll give these to you. That's awesome. Oh. Oh. He just won my heart. He can have anything he wants. <laughs> okay, oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> this is the f- <laughs> This is the first church in the first place I've ever promoted this t-shirt. That's the t-shirt of me on the front of it. I know nobody wants it. I know nobody wants that t-shirt. <laughs> oh god. I just want to walk off this stage right now. Oh, God, I forgot that was coming out. I forgot we had that. Okay, all right. And then we have all these other shirts that I'm sure y'all going to want way more than that one. Um, we've got I Am a Worshipper. We've got uh, our God shirt, Now shirt, Joy shirt, Joy hoodie. The gospel can't be canceled. This arrow means he came. The cross means he died. This means he was buried. This means he rose again. And this one means he's coming again. Um, anyway, we have love changes everything. Let brother love continue. We've got God and we've got speak life. So what shirt are we giving away besides this one? Y'all, this is the first time I have ever even given a shirt like this away. (laughs) Who wants this shirt? (laughs) Uh, Okay, Mark. You get on the Mark shirt, I'll give you this one too, okay? Okay, just make this a prayer cloth. Hide this under your bed. (laughs) Okay, you don't ever have to wear this, okay? Y'all are the best, man. Come on, come on. <laughs> All right. All right, Pastor, you can come in. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. 
Come on, come on, come on. Woo! Come on, how you guys doing? You guys still excited in the house? Man, um, look, we are, uh, um, I really want you to think about this. We're going to head into a time of giving, and giving's part of worship, y'all. That, that's what it is. Giving is part of worship. Uh, we've we've kind of prepared our hearts. We've been praying about this um, as a church uh, throughout the last several weeks. We've been saying, pray about it, take it home, pray about it. Um, that's what we've said. Um, and I know you've seen, uh, I know we got to get a bigger stage. Pray for a bigger stage. <laughs> but, uh, man, uh, what a powerful story. Well, what, a, what a powerful day. Um, man, we serve a great God. And uh, we want to definitely show um, our appreciation to them spending some time with us. But definitely for Dream Life Ministries and everything they're doing and everything that's happening in their ministries. And uh, um, I know they had a video, but, you know, I, I think if I got it right when I was when I was um, listening to it, it to, to run their ministry, it's like $100,000 a month. And then, you know, what you don't know is that this last year when COVID hit, they can't go out and do all this stuff. So this is one of their biggest ways to raise money for what, they do to continue to continue doing the ministry and rescuing people and getting them serving in their purpose you know giving them a new identity how long have we talked about identity and you got to see it today you get to see families with a new identity you get you get to see people that are called Hephzibah you get to see people that that that, that are making changes in their life and God is touching them and he loves them and we get to love on a ministry today we get to love on a ministry today and I think that's huge because I know with COVID, they haven't been able to get around. They haven't been traveling a lot this whole last year. You know, they actually called, and they were calling out to a lot of the pastors and churches they've been to saying, hey, can you still give? Because we, our ministry doesn't stop. Like, ministry does not stop. Um, so we've been praying about it. So I, I hope you've been praying about it. We're going to receive an offering uh, for them today, and everything you give is going to go straight uh, to their ministry uh, if you want to give online, you can actually give on the normal giving site. We've got a link on there for Eddie James. Um, and what we're going to do is we're going to gather it all up. You can you can write, if you want to write a check, you can write it to Eddie James Ministry or EJM. If you just want to write to Destiny, we're going to take all that stuff uh, and we're, gonna, we're just going to cut them a check today. So whatever you give today will be given to them um, to see what God wants to do. Because this is just a small amount. I mean, you're seeing a small, small family of people small group of people you know and this happens all around happens all over the world man we're losing our, our young adults we're losing the next generation we're just losing them man and we want we want to save them we want to pour into it. we want to make sure ministries like this can continue uh to do what god wants them to do so we have some offering buckets up here i don't know we got one up here there's another one over there um i want you to pray about this because this is uh this is truly uh, an opportunity to give and bless them this morning um, to help them continue to do what they're doing. And I'm going to invite you once again out to Pastor Peter's this, a this afternoon, this evening, 630, right? All right. So what's that address again? 381 County Road 82 in Prattville. 381 
County Road 82. You'll see it out there on Facebook, and we'll get it out there on the site, 381 County Road 82. We're that kind of church. We can just give your address out to everybody. It's okay. They come with love. So, um, But, man, I'm just so excited uh, that we get to be part of this. We get to give, and God's blessed us to be a blessing to other people. And we're a church that gives, y'all. Like we, we don't usually do special offerings for anything, but man, when, when God tells us to move, we move. So I believe in the same way. He's going to show up mighty today. He's going to show up mighty today in these works, and you, he's going to work through you this morning. So we're going to have these offering buckets up here. I know you guys can figure out something to play. Is, uh, I'm just going to pray over our offering. I'm going to pray over this place. And then I'm going to invite Kevin, wherever he is. I'll invite him up to, uh, um, to close us out and and pray over this service and uh, all that. So I thank everybody who's helped today uh, to help set up and make everything, everybody that's provided food and all that stuff that we're going to bless them with after this. Um, but man, this is just an opportunity to give, y'all. It's an opportunity to make a difference beyond the, the walls of this church. We talk about this. It's beyond the walls of the church. It's beyond the lines of the city. It's beyond the borders of the nation. We can reach out and help people because that's what we do. And that's what God's called us to do is being part of this family. So Let's just pray real quick, and if you feel as we're praying, you want to come up and give, the offering buckets are up here, so you can come on up and give, um, and we'll just bring it to the altar. So, Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord. I thank you for fathers like Eddie. I thank you for spiritual fathers. I thank you, Father, for what you're, what you're doing in them and through them, Lord. Father, we thank you that we have a, a generation that cares. We have, we have fathers that care. We, we have people, we have a f- church family that cares, that loves. And we thank you for your love, Father. We thank you that you've never stopped loving us no matter what we've done, no matter what we're doing, that your love surrounds us, Father. We thank you for that. We thank you just for your love. We thank you for your son. Oh, Father, we ask you to bless this today, bless this offering today, Lord. Father, we ask that, 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 that it be in such abundance that you bring favor upon their entire ministry, Father. Father, continue to touch the hearts, not only in this church, but bless every single person that's giving. Bless the gift they're giving, Lord. Father, we thank you for this Father's Day. We thank you for being a good, good Father. We thank you for being a provider. Oh, we thank you for always being there for us. Mm. Come on, I can hear it. Mm. Come on, he's right here with us as we worship him. If you want to give online, you can give online. Uh, You can give on your app. You can text to give, all that. We'll gather it all. But Father, we love you. We thank you for for what you're doing, not only in this house, but in our ministry, but Father, in Eddie James' ministry, Father God, in Dream Life ministry, Father, we thank that you can that, that you can use even a small church like Destiny Church in Millbrook, Alabama to help make an impact on this world. So we thank you for that, Lord, and we love you, and we just surrender everything to you. Have your way. Touch this offering. Have your way in everything we do. We just love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can continue to give. Kevin, I'll let you come up and do whatever you want to do. (laughs) Y'all heard him. He said, whatever I want to do. Woo!
Amen. Praise God. Where's my Bible? I'm just kidding. All right. If y'all do me a big favor and stand to your feet. Wow, this is actually really early for our church, right? This is, I'm like, what do I do with myself? I don't, I've never eaten at this restaurant this early. No, okay, all right, I'll stop, guys. Um, can you guys make some noise for Eddie James and his team? Come on, they're awesome. And on the guitar, no, I'm just kidding, bro. I don't know your name, brother, but. Oh, God is so good. I didn't hear y'all. God is so good. Uh, and all the time. God is good. Amen. I messed that up a little bit, but God is so good. I'm so thankful for Eddie James and his team. I'm so thankful for everybody that made this happen. I'm so thankful for a good, good father in heaven who loves us and is there for us. And so uh, all as, as we make our way out today, don't forget, uh, Eddie's team, they worked hard. They set up um, like a little concession out there for shirts and CDs. So don't forget to check that out. Uh, we love you guys. We're so thankful again. And one more last plug-in for uh, Brother Peter. That's tonight at 6.30 p.m. Uh, Brother Eddie and his, uh, his team is going to be there as well. Uh, but let's close this service out. I know we're going to pray one more time, but let's close this service out. Let's give it to the Lord, and let's all have an amazing Father's Day. Uh, Father God, we just thank you so much for this service. God, thank you that you are in the midst. Holy Spirit, thank you that you go with us. Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that you loose your angels to be with every single person in this place. That your angels would go with them, God. If they go to Longhorn or in and out or wherever they go, Father God, that your angels would be there with them. And Father, I just ask in the name of Jesus that you would breathe life into this body. Breathe life, Father God. Renew the strength of these team members up here, God, of the pianist, the, the guitarist, God, the drummer. Father, would you breathe life into them, God, right now. Everybody, stretch out your hands. Come on, stretch out your hands. Father God, we just bless this ministry in the name of Jesus, God. Father, we ask that you would loose, God, supernatural, God, loose supernatural healing, God, loose supernatural provision, God, for this, for this team, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, your word says that you are the God, the creator of all things. Father, you, you, God, own all the gold and all the silver, like it says in Haggai 2.8. Father God, you do that, Father. It's yours. So, God, we ask you that you would give it to them, God, that you would bless them, God, spiritually, financially, physically, mentally, God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just bless them, God. And I bless your people, and I ask that you would be with them today as they go about their day. In Jesus' name, and the house said... Amen. I love you guys. God bless you. Have a good day.